got it. Hello, and welcome to the Dare to Fail podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Rail. Hello, everybody, and thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's Dare to Fail podcast. I love you guys so much. The support that uh, I've gotten from this last podcast that I did about love yourself or die, um, it's been incredible, and I just can't thank you guys enough. That was the hardest podcast I've ever done, one of them for sure, and uh, it was about me confronting my hair loss. I'm just going to go out and, and say that really quick, and um how to deal with that instead of hiding from it like I had been for like the past 10 years. And then, uh, yeah, it was a great episode. Uh, I'm going to keep you guys up to date on my progress. I stopped taking the medication that I was taking basically that was keeping my hair from falling falling out and it was actually growing it back. So uh, slowly but surely I will be losing it all again. But the good news is, is I'll no longer be hiding. I will be accepting myself and loving myself and destroying that part of me that was not able to be vulnerable, that that wasn't allowing myself to just be like, you know what, it's okay, and we're going to use this in some sort of positive way, in some sort of constructive way. And you say, well, how the hell can you do that? I mean, I, I and I said many times when I was talking about this that when I first started losing my hair, and so I'm 36 now, and it was about when I turned 30 and I was out in Austin, I started getting into acting and stuff. That's when I first started getting into being an actor. And my first acting coach says, you have to have hair. Like if, you, if, you, if you're losing your hair in this, in this business, it's, it's like almost impossible to get work. And I know there are some actors who are bald and who have receding hairlines and this, that, or the other, but uh, they're few and far between. They're some of my favorite actors, to be honest. And you would be very, very surprised to find out how many male actors actually take Propecia or Finasteride um, to keep their hair from falling out, or they wear hair pieces, or they wear you know uh, like the fillers and the type of stuff that I was trying to do to hold on to my hair. It's pretty much rampant. So very, 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 very few actors just embrace it, embrace the fact that they're losing their hair and they're just you know this is you know this is who I am. You always think of like George Costanza from Seinfeld, <laughs> but you know Bruce Willis was a big one, uh, The Rock shaved head but he's like 500 pounds of pure muscle so it doesn't really count um john lithgow he's a great actor he's been harry and the hendersons he was the dad in that <laughs> that's actually how my hair is falling out like i i have like the the ring and then the little island right in the front i don't have it right now but i mean that's 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 the way it was going um so that's what i have to look forward to <laughs> but you know what i've decided to look at this this you know, losing my hair and having it change a lot of things for me as a gift. And the reason for that, I think, is that, yes, this is going to be a transitional period for myself. And I'm going to turn it into something that for all the other guys who are out there who are going through the same thing, and I know that there's so many, I'm actually kind of lucky that I'm in my mid-30s dealing with this now because some guys have to deal with it when they're like 18 and 19 and man if <laughs> my self-esteem when I was 18 or 19 years old would have been totally destroyed you know I would have it would have been a lot harder so I'm lucky but there are people out there who are that age and I want to show them that look 
things in life, especially like this, are going to happen to you. It doesn't matter who or what you're doing. You're going to get these challenges, and they're going to be huge challenges, and they're going to be unique challenges to you. I'm going to get a little spiritual on you. I don't know if it's God, the universe, or whatever it is, but we get challenges in our life that are specifically designed for us. For so long, I have had problems with my self-image, my self-esteem, and this challenge right now, losing your hair, is one of those things that's like the mecca, I think, of learning how to love yourself no matter what. And, you know, this is just hair loss. This is something simple. Like I said, I don't have a cancer diagnosis or, you know, I didn't have my body maimed or something in a horrible accident or anything like some people have to deal with. It's not even really, you know, on the surface that big of a deal. But for for men, when they start to lose their hair, it does something to you. It's like you're losing your youth. The self-image that you've had of yourself of like being this Greek god, (laughs) maybe I'm the only one that has that, you know, view of myself. No, I'm just kidding. But it's taking away from that. It's taking away from this view, this image that you had of yourself. And it's really hard. It's really, really hard. But on the other side of this, I know that once I get used to the fact of just having a buzzed head, that I'm now free and I am no longer hiding anything. And if society, if girls, if the acting business, if anything is not okay with that, then I got two birds for them. They're my middle fingers that are sticking up right now and you can't see them because you're listening to this on audio. And that to me is so much more important than anything else. Actually being free being free from your own limitations that you put on yourself because of the way society views stuff. That's true freedom, and that's true artistry, I think, in my opinion. Because what can you not do? I feel pretty bad for a lot of the actors or a lot of people who are in the limelight who have to go to extreme measures to keep their appearance up when our natural way you know, is that we get older and we we age and then we die. And sometimes people don't age very well, and sometimes they do. Why does that matter so much? Why is it so important? I absolutely love being an actor. And I would never let anybody or anything take that away from me because I don't fit in, because of the way that I look, because of whatever. My identity cannot be tied to my success as an artist or in my, my success in any sort of external thing. It just can't. We don't live in that kind of world, in my opinion. If, if, you, if we want to, then very, very few people are ever going to be happy with themselves. And of all the people that I have met and experienced in my life that I have seen that are the happiest are people whose names, if I said, virtually nobody would know who they are other than myself and the people who they obviously interact with. And that, to me, is where the meaning and the importance and all your work and everything, that's where that that energy needs to go. It needs to go in the things that actually matter to you, that are actually meaningful to you, instead of trying to get some sort of validation from anything else. 
2020 was just such an insane year. And I can't say was, it's November. And things are changing, it seems, right? We are moving in a completely different direction as uh, Americans. Things have happened that I could not even have fathomed. Good and bad have happened. Unimaginable things. I couldn't believe it. I was born in Arizona, 1984, last time that this state voted for a Democratic presidential candidate was 1996 with Bill Clinton, and then before that, it was 1948 with Harry S. Truman, and then before that, FDR in 1944. So the odds for, especially in modern day, in 2020, for there to be a Democratic presidential candidate that Arizona voted for is astonishing. I had absolutely no idea that the Arizona would turn blue. I thought that there wasn't a chance in hell for that happening. I didn't think there was a chance in hell that when I moved out to Los Angeles, there'd be two months and then my happy behind would be coming right back home because of a global pandemic. Never even thought for a second of that happening. Didn't even enter my mind as a possibility. Everything in my life not just this year, but there's been plenty of things this year, has always had some sort of silver lining to it. And I, I titled this podcast, Keep the Faith, for, for a very specific reason. And this year has brought in so much depression and anxiety and just worry, doubt, fear, the gamut of everything has just fomented to this to the top to the surface um and it's just because of the pandemic mostly but the stuff was there to begin with if this pandemic wouldn't have happened and i didn't come back to arizona i would never have been recording my own music i would have never have taken the time to start to learning how to produce and mix things and actually sing on a song and put it out and have a YouTube channel that I'm actually really proud of. I would never have gotten to see that there were some things going on within my family that were not good that really needed my attention because I was out in Los Angeles trying to make a name for myself. I would have never have started to even consider the fact of building my own creative production type company or, or, or anything along those lines of which I'm completely in control of my destiny with. Now, all of these things, I was trying somebody in L.A. to give to me. I had to go to L.A. because that's where you'll get the work and that's where you'll get the recognition and that's where you can actually be a real actor. But the reality of the situation out there is that that sort of lifestyle and the things that are valued in that business are, are the opposite of what I actually love and what I actually find meaningful. So I kind of got off cheap by only being out there for three months. And will I ever go back to Los Angeles? I don't think I'll ever move back there. I mean, I don't ever really want to. I might go out there for work from time to time, but all the stuff that I want to do artistically that actually fills my soul up with joy and, and happiness and, and I can give it to the, West, the, to the world, I can do right here. I can do right here. And it makes me so excited 
because I feel like I have control over my destiny. Whereas when I was in Los Angeles or when my mind was away from the things that I could actually do, I was just waiting for somebody to give me a break for that you know, magical time to happen when somebody sees me in this and then it leads to that and then it leads to that and then it leads to that. I really don't think for me, I mean, you have to make this decision yourself, but for myself, I don't think that there's going to be anything that gives me real meaning in my life outside of what I find for myself. Maybe that doesn't make sense, but I mean, if I find a ton of meaning in learning the craft of producing music or writing a short film and getting it made and filming it, and maybe it's not great or anything like that, but I am so hands-on and involved in it, and I'm doing all the things that I really love to do, that means the world to me. To be able to do that and to also be able to be there for my family and the things that really matter the most to me, which are family. Family, uh, my own values that I can put into the, the things that I create, such as the Dare to Fail podcast, such as you know the YouTube channel, and such as the album that I'm going to be creating here pretty, well, maybe not pretty soon, but in the very near future of original music that would have never have existed if this pandemic wouldn't have happened. And there's so many things in life that happen that when they do originally happen, they're awful and they feel awful. But from those ashes, great things come about. It's just like, I don't know, man, it's the pendulum swings one way and then it swings the other. And we forget that at some point it will also swing back. And it's just kind of the cycle. And we have to just keep our faith, man that things are going to be okay, that we are going to use all the challenges that get thrown at us for the better, and they are going to make us for the better. So I keep going back to, you know, talking about what it means that now that, you know, my hair is going and my, my appearance is changing, that my life is not fitting into this ideal that I once had. And that is okay. It's okay, and it's okay if it's happened to you as well. I'm sure it's happened to you, at least from some point of view. Maybe it's not your physical appearance. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it was an opportunity that you could have swore to God that it should have been yours and you didn't get, or a relationship that you, this person was your soulmate and they wanted, you know, this, is, this was it for you, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. And I just want to let you know, I just want to tell you that your life can still be so amazingly good without this ideal in your head coming true. What does society value? I mean, really take a, take a minute to, to really look at that and the people that it bolsters up and that it shows, you know, this is what uh, the model idea of success is. It's all an illusion. All of it. None of it is realistic in any way, shape, or form for the vast majority of people. And even, you know, on these shows and stuff like that, that you, that you see uh, like these restoration shows I'm hearing that people are now upset when they try to get these things restored for themselves that they don't look like they do on the shows and, and whatnot. They're like, well, the shows are a little different. <laughs> the shows are not real life. But we see this crap, right? We see all these things and we say that's what, that's what happiness is and that's what success is and that's what I want my life to look like. And then at the end of the day, you're still miserable, 
because it's an ideal that can't be reached. It's this ideal of perfectionism. You ever watch any of the Hallmark movies? (laughs) Nothing wrong with them. They make me feel good sometimes too, but they are the cleanest, most like perfect looking human beings, perfect looking settings. This, this really like 1950s view of life that just never existed to begin with was just a facade. That's what it all looks like. And life is just way too messy to even get close to that, to even get close to it. And that's okay. It's okay. None of these things really have to do with your life's purpose to begin with. Yet, we put so much of our energy and our focus into them because we think that that is what we need to do to be happy. It's not true. It's not even remotely true. I was really struggling with my life purpose this year. And I took some time to rewrite a lot of the things that I had written and really investigate it because sometimes you'll write things down And they're great, and you know that they're true, and then you put them in a drawer or in your folder, and then off you go, right? And you start going after the goals that you had written down because you thought that that was part of it, and it turns out that 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 plan is just not true. It's not true. And you forgot the life purpose. You forgot the things that really matter to you to begin with. And then you have like an existential crisis and you're like, who am I? Why am I here? And what is it that I want to do? So I wrote down mine and it's kind of in the format of this uh, Mr. Simon Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. He has several books on this. He's a very uh, inspirational, motivational type. If you Google him, you can find his TED Talk and he talks a lot about organizational um, purpose and uh, positive psychology within the workplace sort of stuff. And he says you should be able to concisely say what your life's purpose is or what he calls your why. And I don't want you to think that, you know, when you hear like, oh my gosh, what's my life's purpose? That's a huge thing, right? Well, honestly, it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't. It doesn't have to be like a goal in terms of like, I want to be president of the United States. This would be the question of, well, why do you want to be the president of the United States? Is it to because you want to make the world a better place, you want to bring people together? Or is it because you want to be the president so you can feel more important? <laughs> so you feel like you have achieved the highest office that you could? Well, why? Well, because I want to embellish my ego, right? Or, or because I want to genuinely do good in this world. So now, if you wanted to do good in this world, would you have to be the president of the United States to be able to do that? Absolutely not. If you wanted to be an actor and, and if you wanted to influence and inspire people through story, which has been done since the beginning of human time, would you have to be living out in L.A. to do that? No. If you want to be rich and successful, do you have to sell your soul to do that? No. Do people? Of course. So if you don't have a purpose such that it says, okay, so Simon Sinek says that like it should be in a format of a verb and then so that. So like for me, here's my life's purpose in terms of how Simon Sinek says to write it out. Mine is to create inspiring media content such as music, film, podcasts, writing, etc., so that the world 
is a better place. Maybe the world is too big of a, a term, but just so that I want to create things that make life better for other people. They don't feel as alone. Maybe they're a little bit inspired by it. Or they feel a positive connection to it, or they feel like you know they can listen to one of my podcasts and maybe they see their lives just a little bit differently, or like maybe because you know I'm open and I talk about the things that have really messed me up and the things that I'm scared of and that I'm vulnerable about. Maybe other people won't feel so bad about the things that they have, right? And I don't need to, to go anywhere to do that other than where I'm at right now. And I'm amazed now by all the opportunity and things that I see that I think I can create for myself right where I'm at. And it has so much more meaning for me rather than being out in Los Angeles trying to get uh, somebody to give me a yes. And listen, I don't have anything against L.A. Uh, and I don't have anything against moving there or living in New York or wherever it is that there's more opportunity, perhaps. But for me, what I find the most meaningful is actually creating things of my own and learning the process of doing that my own because I can't go wrong with that. I will always be learning and I will always be moving in the right direction. And I don't want to be spinning my tires trying to get work in things that I don't even really like, but just because I need to make ends meet because I live in a super expensive place. And I got to make money as an actor to be able to live. So I'm going to take this Cheeto commercial if I can get it when I have absolutely no desire to be doing that whatsoever. So I might as well stay in a job that I don't really like if I'm going out there to try to get other jobs that I don't really like to in hopes that one day I get a job that I really do like. When maybe what I can do is sit down, write something and start creating it myself. And if nothing comes from that, nothing comes from it. And I will accept that because it's impossible for nothing to come from that. What I'm saying is nothing that comes from it is that some big producer or some, you know, some this uh, a lot of people start to fall in love with it. And then, you know, it's 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 a known thing. Well, that's great. And I, I don't have anything against that or anything. But at the end of the day, I'm doing this because I find meaning in this work. I find meaning in it personally that I get to create something that was in my mind, that was in my heart, and now it exists. And I think it's the same thing for you. I think it's so much more healthier for any artist, for any person, even if it's just a business or anything, to be coming from a place of their own personal meaning rather than what they think other people are going to like or what they think they're going to get rewarded for externally for doing. I really think that the only way that you can fail in life is not because you don't win the Academy Award or whatever, whatever that is for you in terms of external success. I think you ultimately fail when you don't have much of a purpose and you are just trying to get recognition or money for things that you don't even really understand why. And you devote your time and your energy and your resources towards those things not really knowing why you're doing it, but it just seems like this is something that you need to do. And even accomplishing it, you'd still feel like there's a hole inside of you somewhere. Whereas maybe if you just got quiet and you sat down and you wrote down things that you really do get meaning and really do get joy for, and you realize that they're not that complicated and they don't really require too much other than for you to just be actively pursuing them, to be engaged in them, so much more healthy. 
And health, without health, you don't have anything. You can't be an artist. You can't be a business person. You can't be a mother. You can't be a father. If you don't have health, you don't have anything. So if you're going into this already jungle-like situation of people trying to make names for themselves or trying to create their own businesses or whatever, and it's so challenging and so hard just in itself, and you don't have the right mindset, you don't have this sort of faith in in what it is that you really find meaning and what you really do love, then it's not worth it. It's not worth it. When things go bad, you have to have faith that there's a reason for it. You have to believe that those challenges that are specifically designed for you are going to lead you on to another side of something that is so much better than where you're at. And, and, and it's all psychological. I talked about, you know, when I'm losing, I'm losing my hair, the, the idea of being free of caring about it, of just letting it go. To me, psychologically, that is such a high level of functioning for me because it's it is freedom and don't we all want that don't we all want to just be free of the concern of all the bullshit that we worry about about our appearance about our career about everything i mean i'm not saying to just let it go and not do anything but i i mean like in in the work itself that you are doing is the reward that's where you find your peace and your joy not from the rat race not from the rat race. And now I just released, if you guys are, are uh, wondering what I look like or what I sound like uh, in any of my stuff, if you go to my YouTube channel, I just did a cover of 311's Amber. Uh, I did it all acoustically. It I lost a lot more hair while I was doing it because it was so frustrating. But no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But it did take me quite a long time to check out. So um, these things would have never have existed if nothing if this pandemic wouldn't have happened and it's so tragic there's so a lot of people have died and uh it's awful we have to be careful we have to be respectful to other people we have to be patriotic and do our duty in terms of protecting the other people around us even if it's not affecting us but we also have to look at these times that we're in right now as something that led to something better and I genuinely think that they have. And um, it looks like we're, we're, we're moving in the right direction, which is fantastic. But I was worried. <laughs> I was worried, stressed. Multiple things were going on in my life during the beginning of this year, and then all of this happened. And I didn't have a lot of faith that things were going to get any better because it just seemed like we were spiral, spiraling down. But... Lo and behold, out of nowhere, things get better. And it can seem like when we're, we're in the thick of it that it's not going to get any better. That, you know, all is lost. But hanging on, believing, knowing what is really important to you, finding the meaning in the small things that you can do today, that's what it's all about. And it's not really about anything else because at the end of the day, if you're not happy, you have failed. That's the ultimate failure. And it's okay if you're not happy right now. You're not a failure forever. You get to decide how long you stay there, if you stay there at all. 
Everybody goes there some sometimes, but how long you stay is really up to you. So I can't thank you guys enough for listening to this podcast. I hope so. Well, this is episode 11, and I've just been doing 12 episodes for this season, and I dedicated it to getting through this pandemic, not just as an artist, but just as life. And if you've actually listened to any of these episodes and you've gotten value out of them, I can't tell you how much I love you guys, and I appreciate your support so much. We got one more episode of this season. Holidays are coming up and everything, so probably take a little bit of time off, but not too much. And then we're going to come back with a completely new, fresh outlook, maybe some different things that we do, and hopefully continuously make this better and better. And I thank you for bearing with me um, as this is a learning process for me as well as I do these podcasts and I learn, and I'm just learning. You know, we all are learning as we go. So I can't thank you guys enough. And just stay safe out there. Stay positive and keep the faith. Things are going to get better because they are. Boy, you've got it. Hello, and again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate it. If you find value in this programming, if you could do me the most humongous, awesome favor in the world, if you could go over to iTunes and rate this podcast, give me an honest rating. I just want the truth. I want to learn how to make this better for you all, and that will definitely help give this podcast more credibility and everything. I'm also doing remote interviews through a program called Zencaster, so I can interview anybody from all over the world. All you need is a pretty much a USB microphone and some headphones and we can make it happen. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Dare to Fail podcast. I hope to talk to you again soon. Goodbye.